Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. A national fraternity at Penn State University is suspended after the death of a student. 19-year-old Timothy Piazza, a sophomore at Penn State University, partied inside the Beta Theta Pi fraternity house. Left unconscious 12 hours after falling down a flight of stairs. This is Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Court documents say Piazza fell headfirst down a flight of stairs after he was forced to binge drink. A former member now speaking out, claiming he wanted to call 911 and no one would let him. I was screaming at the top of my lungs. I was like, Tim needs help right now. Like, we should call 911 right now. Prosecutors say a frat brother called 911 the next morning, 12 hours after the fall. 18 students charged, eight with involuntary manslaughter. It seemed like they just wanted to make sure that they themselves were safe rather than Tim truly being safe. Today is the day. Showing up at a preliminary hearing in a Pennsylvania courtroom, a group of fraternity brothers, they are charged with dozens and dozens of counts because a teen boy, a bright star, Timothy Piazza was found dead and cold, already cold, excuse me, dying and cold 
already stiffening up in the floor of their fraternity house at Penn State. In the courtroom will be seen for the first time video surveillance from inside the fraternity house. And can you imagine this boy's parents sitting there watching as they see the last moments of their son's life unfold on video surveillance in a court of law. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories, and this should not be happening. It went down at Penn State University at yet another drunk party at the Beta Theta Pi House. This teen boy, Timothy Piazza, fell. Was he, for, it was the night of um, final pledging, and when you commit to a fraternity or sorority. And part of that was they would quote run the gauntlet, which means these teen boys. Now remember, the legal limit to drink in Pennsylvania is twenty-one. These teen boys would be coerced to drink at one station to the next, to the next, to the next. Receipts show they charged over $1,000 of malt liquor, hard liquor, beer, wine, just for one night. Yeah, vodka. And this boy goes... He's an athlete. He's an engineering student. He's, he's everything. He's the apple of his parents' eye. And he's going to go to a fraternity. And they probably think, oh, good, he'll have friends at school. We don't have to worry about him being alone and sad. What they had to worry about is traumatic brain injury and lacerations to his abdomen so bad his stomach filled up with blood, and then he lay there on the floor. People, partiers, actually stepped over his body as he lay there in the fetal position, dying. Twelve hours passed before 911 was finally called. Twelve hours he could totally have been saved. And during this time, he was punched, slapped, Punched in the abdomen, body slammed, had liquid poured over him. It just goes on and on. And then, Alan, there's the cover-up where when one kid says, guys, we've got to call 911. He was shoved against the wall. He was told to shut up, that he didn't know anything, and to just leave. And he did. And now we find out about the cover-up. Oh, yes, where all the fraternity, not all of them, the ones that were charged, were on an app called GroupMe, G-R-O-U-P-M-E, where you can speak to a group, and they're talking about they're being ordered to get in there, clean up the house, get rid of all the alcohol, say we just found him, and call 911 immediately because his health is, their words, not mine, paramount to us and oh yeah delete all the text messages and emails we had and oh yeah let's get in there and delete the surveillance video 
because we could get in trouble for this. Those are their words. We, I, I, I the president of the fraternity's talking, could be charged for not calling 911. Yeah, they knew they were in trouble. They knew it was wrong. They even talked about possible charges, coming up with lies to tell the cops. Alan, what's going to unfold in that courtroom? And I'm sure with Tim's parents sitting there listening. Yes, this is a preliminary hearing for, I think, about 14 of the 18 defendants. Yes, and some of them waived a hearing, yeah. Right, and, you know, it's just the opportunity for the evidence to be shown to the judge to see if there's cause for going forward. The big cause, they're going to have this video, three hours of video. There are cameras all over the fraternity house. Unfortunately, there were not cameras in that one room. I think it was the basement where they were running the gauntlet and having... Uh, allegedly being forced to, um, to to take these shots over a very short period of time. Yeah, but they've got testimony for that. But it does show around 5 a.m. The camera captures Piazza falling head first, head first into an iron railing. You see that? And you can even see on the videotape the bruising. After around 7 a.m., he apparently falls down the basement stairs. Well, you see all that, and he died, according to the pathologist, from severe head trauma and a ruptured spleen. Mm. And while he was dying, they just just hid him away, just put him on the floor or, or behind behind the bar, and then and then they brought him out. But they they were just ignoring. This goes to what we've talked about so much recently. You know, the Adrian Jones case, where you mm. see something and you don't say something. It was only because a less intoxicated frat brother came in into the party after it was going and perhaps wasn't as intoxicated and eventually he knew he he was sober enough to know something was really really wrong but it 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 just went on way too long way too long yeah he could have been saved he died one day later in the hospital and here's the thing his defense lawyers some of the defense lawyers have come out and saying but there's no intent there's no intent to to kill anyone They must be talking straight out of their rear end or else they haven't looked it up because they're charged with involuntary manslaughter, which specifically says no intent to kill is required. This charge, involuntary manslaughter, is for cases where there is no intent to kill. It's when you're so D-A-M-N, negligent or reckless that a death occurs and that's or when you choose you omit to act it specifically address that it specifically addresses gross negligence recklessness it even says quote this is the law ignoring a known danger that leads to a death that's what involuntary manslaughter is hello and you don't have to be a frat member ever go to one of these parties to know how dangerous these are. I mean, it's not all like the John Belushi Animal House movie where it just is all fun and games with the drinking. We know there have been many, many deaths over a hundred and more or more years caused by this gauntlet that they run pledges through. I got to tell you something, Alan. You know, when I like something, I just kind of get addicted. That's how I am about the twins. 
Some people say, oh, she's a helicopter mom. You know, I refer to myself as a straight jacket mom. <laughs> like, I'll pick the twins up and I go, mom, was that you driving by in the minivan today at, at recess? I'm like, no. And they go, mom, we saw you. I'm like, oh, maybe it was me. <laughs> I'm, I have a blank at that time. <laughs> I saw that in action uh, this past weekend. <laughs> oh, wait, what? Tell me. What did you see? Well, when, when we were at CrimeCon... Uh, you know, you were taking pictures with fans, you were talking, you were giving your speeches. But about every two minutes, there was this this turning of your neck, where are the twins, where are the twins? And then when you, it was like nobody could get between you, point A, where you were, and point B, where where you thought they were. You were just a beeline, and then you just grabbed your arms around them, and you were and you kept them there. I like thought that was great. Fix. Yes. Um, and what yes. I'm saying is that is why I don't drink now. I want to pause and thank our sponsor today, Zip Recruiter. It's awesome. And if you're hiring, are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the very best candidates? Well, with Zip Recruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites with one click. Then their technology matches the right people to your job better than anybody else does it. I'm all for people getting hired. I'm all for people finding jobs and working. This is why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter does not depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. That's pretty incredible. No juggling emails or calls to your office. You screen it, you rate, and you manage the candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And now, anyone listening to our podcast today that posts on ZipRecruiter, you do it for free. Repeat, free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Nancy Grace. ZipRecruiter.com slash Nancy Grace. One more time, try it free. Free. Find the person you're looking for. Hire somebody today. Get them working. ZipRecruiter.com slash Nancy Grace. ZipRecruiter, thank you for what you are doing in the job market. And thank you for being our partner. Now, I want to go back to our story. Alan, I've just seen so many cases it really affected me because you know I started prosecuting felonies when I was fairly young in the grand scheme of things and I'll never forget this gorgeous stockbroker came in and she was in prison blues she was shackled hand and foot which I thought was a little too much uh, but I was watching and she took a plea a guilty plea and it was light you know she got She'd already been in jail for like six months uh, waiting for her case to be resolved. So she got time served. She was addicted to alcohol, and she had had a crash. Nobody got killed, but I, I forgot the, all the facts of it. She lost her stockbroker's license. She could never practice again. 
She her fa- her husband had finally divorced her. She was on limited visitation with her children. She they managed to lose their home during all this. Couldn't make the payments because she couldn't work. And here she was in shackles. I'm like, dear Lord in heaven. And that was just alcohol. You know what? I don't even know what. What about drugs? That's a whole nother can of worms. But I, I mean, when I see what it's done to other people, and they can't, they can't stop. They're addicted. It's an illness. It's not like they want to be an alcoholic and, for Pete's sake. They can't stop. And this isn't even alcoholism we're talking about. This is alcohol intoxication. And some of these kids, these are freshmen, generally or sophomores. And they might not have had a drinking history, probably did, but may not have had much of it. And this is maybe something they're not even used to. And then they are encouraged or forced through peer pressure to become intoxicated uh, in a very deadly way. So this preliminary hearing is where, very simple, as Alan correctly stated, all a preliminary hearing is, is you put evidence in front of the judge and the judge decides whether the case has enough facts that there is an issue, a question of fact, for a jury to decide. That's all it is. And then he, she, the judge, will bind the case over, which means sends it, send it to the direct court, to the cor- excuse me, correct court, i.e., is it a felony? Then it goes to felony court it goes to a grand jury is it a misdemeanor then it's going to go to misdemeanor court that's all the judge is doing not deciding guilt or innocence but just simply is there an issue of fact that needs to go to a jury but this is this one's going to be probably particularly complicated you'll need a big spreadsheet because there are 1,000 charges against 18 young men and they range from involuntary manslaughter to hazing, which is against the law, to uh, uh, forcing somebody to drink, to providing my, uh, a minor with alcohol, to aggravated assault. This odyssey went on for over 12 hours. And the medical examiner said, there is absolutely clear evidence that his death could have been prevented easily prevented easily i mean this is what i keep thinking about i keep thinking about my children and you know alan i try god help me to do it all to help them make good grades to get them to church when I don't feel like it, to make them go to Sunday school, to make them go to piano classes, to try to get out in the yard and try to teach them how to play basketball, if you can only imagine that. <laughs> okay. Try to I get out in the yard and try to teach them how to play soccer. It's, it's embarrassing, but they're too young to know how dumb I look. So, I mean, I'm just trying everything. You know, their little projects. I help them with their projects, blah, blah, blah. Anything to help them along their way to succeed, to do better, you know, to get along in a world where you have to fit in with your peers, blah, blah. And and to think that one day I would be sitting, I'm just crossing myself, God, please don't let this happen to me, sitting in court watching video surveillance of the last moments, that is what this family that the dad said 
they treated him like roadkill, just stepping over him. That's exactly right. That's exactly what it looked like. Like, like he wasn't a human, that he was just a, a, an animal laying on the floor that had been hit by a, a car that they didn't do. You know, they, they just keep on going. Just when you said that, it really hit me. I mean, he had blood on his face. He was lying in the floor, moaning, writhing in pain. And they did nothing but literally do do that? step over him and then think up ways to conceal the facts from police. What's in our brain that causes us to ignore somebody's suffering, somebody who's being abused? What is in our brain that causes us to think it's not relevant to me? I don't have to pick up the phone. He didn't die from blood alcohol poisoning. He no. died from severe head trauma and severe abdominal bleeding. That's what that was the official cause of Al- death. Although he was four times the legal limit oh, yeah, on his up to point three six. Incredible. Really over it. Let's see. And that could kill you. Four. Yeah. It's still thirty two. Okay. The legal limit is .08, and he was between 2.8 and 3.6, .36 at the time of his death. I mean, mm, mm, mm. then the screaming match over whether to call 911, and they tell the younger kid to just leave. He doesn't know anything. Just get out. And he does. You know, he leaves. And then the boy dies, Timothy Piazza. And everybody's talking about, oh, we're going to have stricter rules and about hazing and blah, blah. You know what? To hay with it because nothing can bring this boy back. They've been talking about stricter rules and no hazing as long as I can remember. For 100 years. This has been going on more than a century. And i got to tell you something. For two of my four years in college, I was Greek. I was 80 pi. And I never saw anything like this. I mean... I went away to college, and my friend from Macon, I knew absolutely, I knew one person, a boy from my high school, and he was in a boy's dorm across campus, and I was in a girl's dorm on the other side of campus. I knew nobody. I hooked up with a friend girl of mine from Macon, and she was in a sorority, and she said, please come to join us and, and meet my friend. I did, and for two years, I was part of that until I transferred, and then I was... As many people say, an IMF, and I will not reveal what that stands for, but I was independent and spent all my time working in the library and getting ready for law school um, after Keith's murder, but I never saw anything like this. I mean, when I pledged, they sent me cards with violets, okay? <laughs> I mean, that was that was it. <laughs> and they were, we were would have, like, surprise pancake breakfasts. And be like, woo! Okay. <laughs> it was like nothing <laughs> like this. I mean, I don't know where. And then I saw fraternity parties, and this was not going on. Of course, I wasn't there during the pledging. Well, when we were in college, 18 was the legal drinking age. I still well. didn't drink. People would bring me a beer, and I poured in a plant. Poor plant. I'm sure it's dead now. Now, okay, so what happens now? Let's talk about if people are going to plead guilty and roll over on each other, because that's what I predict. I expect some of that could happen. I'm thinking, well, I'm already seeing that some of these defendants, their lawyers are pointing the finger saying, it wasn't me, it was him. That's already happening. They're trying to drag other people in. For example, the advisor to the fraternity, they're saying, hey, you should have charged him, not me, you know, 
He and knew. let me get you ready, Alan, before you blurt this out. Voluntary intoxication is not a defense to this charge. The law specifically states that, for the most part, mm-hmm. voluntary use of drugs or alcohol is never a defense. Uh, unless you're comatose to the point you can't move and then you're not acting anyway. So generally speaking, voluntary use of drugs or alcohol, never a defense. So they're not going to be able to claim, I was drunk. I didn't know what was happening. Or, uh-uh, or, that ain't working. Or I never handed him a drink. He got his own drink. That's we've already We're already hearing that one. Yeah, probably. Probably. After he is taken to the hospital, the fraternity members delete text messages. They try, they get in there and try to erase the surveillance, the video. Do people not know that doesn't work anymore? And plus, they can tell you did it. Hello? Yeah, yeah it, exactly. Uh, it's digital, people. It's on this hard drive. Did you see Harry Potter? Have you seen all of them and read all the books? Because I have. No, I've not seen a single moment. What is wrong with you? I don't have a. You are a, not qualified to be on this podcast if you well, have not you know, seen all the Harry Potter. I'm Potters. sure I'll do it. My grandkids are two, and little Lena had her fourth birthday this weekend. They may be too young. They're too young for that. My daughter missed that. But uh, let me tell you why I'm saying this. There's an episode. Jackie here is in the studio. She's shaking her head. She knows the deal. Do you remember when uh, Professor Slughorn had his memory? He ch- altered his memory. And then when they went back to try to look at what happened, it didn't make sense. Don't people know if you tamper with surveillance video when it's finally viewed, they can tell you've tampered with it, okay? (laughs) It doesn't work. So they're either trying to tamper with the surveillance video, erase it, and quote, if need be, tell cops we found him behind a bar the next morning around 10 a.m. freezing cold. We call 911 immediately because this kid's health was paramount. <laughs> I mean, and he texted that, that that's what they were supposed to say to the police. That's going to hurt. Didn't anybody see what Richard happened to Richard Nixon? The cover-up was what minute, messed the, the whole thing up. You know, Rosemary Wood's 18 and a half minute gap in the tape is no no matter what was said on that 18 and a half minutes, it couldn't have been as damning as the fact that we know there was an 18 and a half minute gap that he claimed his secretary accidentally erased. I mean, you know what he could have said? He could have said, and of course, this is a lie and I'm not advocating this. You know what? Some of my supporters were overzealous and they gained access translation broke into mm. burglarized uh democratic national convention headquarters to snoop i.e steal uh campaign secrets and yeah, i it, didn't want that see if he just come out and, and with something instead of trying to cover the whole thing up that just how many times so have we heard that it's the cover-up that it's gets the, and here is the cover-up okay we're waiting to find out what happens in the Penn State fraternity manslaughter trial. And yes, I feel sorry for the guys that are charged because many of them look so young. Mm. But when I look at Timothy Piazza, I know why Lady Justice wears a blindfold. Because she makes these decisions. Justice must be blind to your appearance, your age, your background, your race, your sex, your religion, or lack thereof. It doesn't matter. What matters is the truth. And that is what 
I want. And you know what else I want, Alan? A drink? No. <laughs> I have my hot tea with skim milk right here. Okay. I want peace and comfort for Timothy's parents. Yes. Because I know the pain of living with a life cut short for a uh, over a criminal reason is just but I can't imagine losing your child. I don't even want to put those words out in the universe because it's so scary to me. But God be with Timothy's parents and everyone involved in this case. Amen. And I'm leaving crime stories right there. Goodbye, friend. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's best hybrid mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner.